in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Thank you, and thank you, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. This is the one and only Home Improvement Hour right here on Twin Cities News Talk. This is where we talk about a lot of things we shouldn't talk about. Also, home improvement-related topics. We're down one Polish powerhouse, but we're up one farmer's insurance agent, Ryan Anderson. Let me just turn off my ringer there. It's off, so we won't get interrupted from my cell phone, but you at home can always call in and participate. I'm really, really welcoming phone calls, anything this time, because we're down the Polish powerhouse. Uh, But welcome to my co-host today, who's going to help support uh, the hour here, Ryan Anderson with Farmers Insurance. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you very much. It's uh, a pleasure to be the co-host today. This 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 is kind of fun. Yeah, so in light of that, I'm going to take us back to grade school here. That's right. That's a good tune to talk about grade school. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you. If you haven't heard this before, this is from one of my favorite movies. I've probably watched this 300 times as a kid. You know who I've watched? What's that? You know who I've watched this 300 times as a kid would be uh, Ricky Dell and Chris Erickson, our uh, old friends from grade school, by the way. Oh, rest in peace to Ricky. Uh, shout out to Chris. Uh, I think we all secretly wanted to be Tom Cruise or Iceman, whoever the other guy was. I wanted to be Tom Cruise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, play volleyball and. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I mean, all, all, all kinds of stuff. They were the coolest. Guy. I even got a leather jacket. I swear, and and I would put that thing on, you know. And and I bet you thought you were pretty tough too back in those days with that leather jacket, didn't you? I <laughs> I did, man. This was the coolest movie ever, um, you know. But nobody wanted to be Goose Man because obviously he dies. But no, I thought I would thank you, Stan. I appreciate that. That's such a a good flashback. The reason why I wanted that brought up uh, was we recently all around just acquired three fleet vehicles that you folks will be seeing around town. Uh, three of the uh, senior project consultants, the guys that have been with us longest, are going to be driving them around. They're going to be wrapped in a special military-style camo. I'm not going to give it all away. It's not the Desert Storm color. They're very in-your-face. They're going to pop. They're going to be very blammo, Okay. Uh, but they have um, each a special name, uh, and so our t- our Top Gun is Maverick, and then we have the Iceman, and then we have Viper. Uh, we didn't name any one of them Goose or Cougar, because yeah, if you remember the movie line, Goose dies, Cougar uh, got nervous uh, behind behind the... Uh, he had, to, he had to resign. He had to resign. You know, he was coming in hot <laughs> yeah. into that aircraft carrier. He had to resign, so 
uh, we kind of, you know, we decided to go with the living uh, names from that movie. And so when you see these vans, they're vans, they're, they're Ford Transit, so they're, they're equipped with all kinds of samples, inspection tools. These guys are there at your service to find out what your exterior needs are. But when you see them, if you say or sing, depending on, you know, your vocal skills, the all-around jingle to them, okay, we're going to donate $5 every time that happens from here on out, period, to military families. Five bucks. And all you have to do is go all around. We get it done and we do it right. And it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be great. But but in that in that jingle right there, right? In that in that those words? Yeah, those oh. words. You just basically have to kind of recite our jingle and we're gonna log it down. We're gonna log down that you did it, the date, the time, your name. Maybe we don't need your full name if you don't want to take credit for it. That's fine. Uh, maybe where where you're from, what city you're from. But we're gonna compile all of those and then at the end of the year, donate to military families uh, in need or, or just to help out military families because we do love and support our military. Ryan, what do you think about that? That's that's fantastic, and, and thank you very much for doing that. That's that's great. Do these, do these vans actually have the name Viper and Goose written on them? In a- yes, yes. So uh, Iceman is, um, well, let's start with Maverick. The top gun is, is Kyle Miller. Nice. Okay. And he uh, would be. <laughs> yeah, well, he he did phenomenal last year. He helped homeowners improve their homes to a tune of $2.87 million worth of improvements. That's excellent. I work with Kyle. He's my go-to guy every time I need anything at all. I actually send out letters to all my clients saying, if you ever have any issues with uh, any type of uh, uh, maybe you think you should make a claim, you don't know, I just email Kyle, and he's out there right away to, to help out my clients. Well, it's important. We can get into that in the next segment uh, about uh, having a relationship with a trusted uh, contractor that you know and having a relationship with your homeowner's insurance agent, your property casualty agent. Um, Kyle is the uh, maverick of the squad, and then we have um, it's Brandon Derby, who's going to be Iceman, and then James Miller, who's going to be Viper. Now, if you re- do you remember who Viper was in the movie, Stan? Gosh. No clue. So... Iceman was Val Kilmer, right? No, no, no. Uh, Ice Iceman was the the blonde dude. You yeah, Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I'm but, terrible with with actors. But Viper wasn't Viper Iceman's um, his backup. No, no. There's no. We're not putting any backups in these seats. So, so Viper was. Now, listeners, if I'm wrong or if you have a comment on this, eight hundred eight five four nineteen seventy eight. Again, eight hundred eight five four. 1978, but the best of trivia from 1985. Here <laughs> yeah, in hour. yeah it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I said, we talk about plenty of things that we're not supposed to talk about, and then also a little bit of home improvement related stuff. But Viper was the retired, you know, veteran old dog that you know Tom Cruise would have to go. Maverick, he'd have to go visit him and get some advice and you know some counseling from. And then later on in the movie, when they finally had the Top Gun tournament. Out of nowhere, here comes Viper in his, you know, MiG-111, whatever that awesome plane was. He takes everybody out. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's taking them all out. You know, uh, Maverick loses, Iceman wins the Top Gun competition. So what's funny is Iceman always had kind of the edge on Maverick until, of course, the end when when he he saved his keister. Uh, But but no, Viper is uh, James Wallace, which James is our... 
uh, our most seasoned, let's just put it, consultant over at Colorado. He's the oldest guy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's all. But I mean, and when I say the oldest guy, I, I think he's like 43, 42, something. Most, Early 40s. Most experienced. Right. Exactly. So, no, a little bit of fun that we're having. And, you know, you got to make it fun. If I've always said this, and it may be a little cliche, but. It's it's really not working if you're having fun, and that's what we try to do at All Around. We we have a passion for what we do, and so we try to make it where we're excited to get up and go and do what we do because it truly is fun. Yeah. And that's that's great that you guys have so much passion for what you guys do, and I, I've never seen you guys, uh, uh, cons- uh, general contractor, um, just just be so honest and and, and helpful when it, when it comes to helping clients as opposed to. Looks like you might have some storm damage. Go ahead and make a claim. You mean they're not all smiling and happy <laughs> and, and clean cut? They don't. They don't talk to me the way you guys talk to me. What's the, the interaction is a little bit different than all around. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, if you if you keep your eyes on the prize long term, you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. Some of the things that I I talk about with my guys, it's you know it's if you don't focus on the money part of it, you focus on the trade, the skill. The passion, have fun, the money part of it, Welcome. it comes. Yeah. It absolutely comes. It, that that's just a byproduct, um, and 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 it really does. And everybody's succeeding. And yeah, I've gotten a, I've gotten a ton of compliments. Thank you to all the uh, everyone that supports our company, all the vendors, suppliers, everybody, the listeners of this show, listeners of Twin Cities News Talk and iHeartMedia. Uh, but I get a ton of compliments about the team and about the culture. And well, I, you know, I don't, I haven't seen a team like this. And you guys really do seem like a family. You guys really do seem like you're not in competition with each other. And and so I've thought about it, and I thought to myself, well, I think that that's a byproduct of making everybody feel like they truly own a piece of the company, and you know, they are a business within a business, and they have just as much room for success as I do, or Nick does, or anyone in management does. And if you create that culture, I tell you what, sky's the limits, and you might find yourself in the danger zone. <laughs> Something like that. We that smooth. <laughs> yeah. Brian, we're up against a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into insurance claims, what's happening with the industry, lots of changes, and how it affects homeowners here in the Twin Cities. This is the all-around Home Improvement Hour, and we'll be right back. Absolutely. The reason I know that is because they did a... All weekend Foo Fighters Blitz. Oh, I heard about that. On yep. 93.7, because they were in town for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a concert. Yeah, no, great music. You know, so for people that are into this uh, 90s and early 2000s rock, there's a station on XM Radio, if you have satellite radio, and it's turbo. It's uh, 41. And let me tell you, they play nothing but that stuff, and it's it's the harder side of it, not not necessarily the softer side of it. So, just a shout out there. Some of what I like, but it's the stuff that Ryan and I grew up with. I can't I can't believe it's we grew up to that in the nineties, but yeah, it's, we we did a <laughs> long time ago. Kurt Cobain and all those that followed. Um, but Ryan, no, I have known you for a long time. That's that's why I brought it up. Uh, grade school, Wyzetta High School, both graduated from there. 
And uh, it, it's been a long time. And who would have thought, right, some weird coincidence that we'd be sitting here, right, you, a proud farmer's agent, me, a contractor, for all around, sitting here in a radio booth um, on a very serious station, <laughs> News Talk AM 1130. I, I heard there's a lot of listeners. There, well, sure. well, they're educated. You know a little, little something about this group of listeners on this station. They pay their bills. They're they're hardworking people, confident planners. Yeah, and they like to be a little bit right, you know, like on the right side of things. Aware. Well, <clears throat> you know, right, right wing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, it, right in a lot of different ways. But anyway, Ryan, lots of things going on with insurance. Let me just start with this. So the other day, not the other day, a few months ago, I got a letter. Maybe maybe some of the listeners caught this in a previous segment. But I get a letter from, you know, my homeowner's insurance company, and it's open it up, and it looks like a brochure. There's a lot of new things coming. You can get this coverage and this roadside assistance for your vehicle and maybe this accident forgiveness, or I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that was weren't the exact words. Um, I'm not going to name the company, but you get this letter. You open it up. You think it's junk mail. Honestly, I almost threw it away when I saw the, the very first pamphlet. And but I dug more into it, and so I threw one away, two away, three away. I got to the last page, and it was folded up and stuffed inside of one of the brochures. And I said, "Well, this looks a little more official." And I unfolded it, and it said, "You know, notice to policyholder effective this date. Your policy now has the following changes. You need to let us know about a loss within this amount of time. It used to be twice the amount of time. Now it's half the amount of time." Otherwise, your your uh, claim is not valid. And I just thought to myself, because I, obviously I'm in an industry where I realize you have to have a relationship with your with your agent, and you got to know what's on your policy. You got to know what you're buying. But I thought to myself, how many people threw this away before reading it? I almost did. How many people threw it away? And those changes were very important. That could have meant thousands and thousands of dollars if I failed to notify my insurance company. But the but the most important thing, and then I'll let you uh, take off with it, is why in the world was it coupled and folded and kind of hidden in the very back back pages of what looked like advertisement? That's an important notice. It's a policy change. It's what I'm paying for. Shouldn't I get more of an official notice or maybe a phone call or maybe a, to set up a meeting to explain to me what these changes are? And that right there is the reason why you need to have a relationship with the person you buy insurance from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I've exhausted my clients with with asking for insurance reviews just because it, I they don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't want to talk to me anymore because yeah, there I mean it is it is what it is. I do want them to have the correct coverage as as a full service insurance agent. I want to make sure they know about liability umbrella coverage. I want to I want to make sure they know about limited matching in case of a horrible hailstorm or something like that. I want them to know about sewer and drain backup, just little things other than just, can I get a new roof or, or how much is my deductible on my auto insurance? But with that, what you were just talking about, um, with insurance companies, they want to build the value first and then showing you roadside assistance and, and all those different coverages that are offered in your auto insurance policy. They want to show you the value to kind of build, build your spirits up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to show you the bad news after sure. that. And then hopefully they, you didn't see that. 
But when it comes down to a claim, unfortunately, they're going to say, we sent that out in a, in a, in a, in a letter, and, and it is what it is. I'm sorry I didn't read the whole page 14. <laughs> right, and so, well, I'm sorry. And pardon me for, for being this guy, but that's a little bit deceiving to me. It, you know, it's, I get it. Insurance is a business, it's, right? It's for-profit business, and it's very, very competitive with, I mean, I honestly think, my district manager told me, I think there's 113 different insurance companies out there all competing once against each other. There's online insurance, there's insurance agents, there's, there, there, there's, diff, there's independent brokers, there's captive people. It's So, you know, because... I don't know. I just don't understand why the honest company doesn't doesn't win uh, first, and and maybe maybe that's farmers' approach. I don't know, but uh, to me, all the stuff comes in the mail, and a lot of it looks very well done, professionally well done, with photos and and marketing stuff that obviously marketing people trained marketing people put together to make it look very enticing. You want to read it, you want to open it up. This is great, mm-hmm. and then the stuff they really don't want you to read isn't that appealing. It's on a normal piece of paper with standard print, like what you would print at your office, mm-hmm. standard uh, ink, I, I should say, on on very standard printing paper. Uh, I just think that those type of notices should come separate. They should say very clearly at the very front of it, the only thing it should say is, attention, uh, policyholder, change. But unfortunately, that just isn't the world that we live in. So when I talk about all of these things that I, you know, in a perfect world, I think they should be that way. Honesty is the best policy, and that's the way that you're going to keep customers, and that's the way that you're going to, um, in the long run, be the best company out there. It just doesn't work that way, and it's unfortunate. So what homeowners can do to combat that is to have a relationship with their homeowner's insurance agent. Too often, I ask people, you know, we get called out. I help, I help my consultants all the time with claims. Uh, I do overflow inspections. Matter of fact, the inspections that I do most of, Ryan, you may get a kick out of this, are the ones the furthest away from the storm. Okay? So a storm comes to the Twin Cities, right? And agents like you get calls. And and you need good trust trustworthy contractors. So you, you refer them to your trusted contractor and say, hey, please contact these people. Go inspect. But then you get these calls that are nowhere near where the storm hit. Because, it, it, quite frankly, it's a lot of people hoping they may have gotten pea-sized damage hail, or uh, no damage, but pea-sized hail. They're hoping. Those are the ones I go on uh, because I don't want to bog my uh, project consultants down with a lot of these uh, inspections that aren't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to let people know, well, although you did receive hail, it's not damaged. It's not really damaged to your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so... It's just important for people to understand that uh, just because a, a storm hit at one part of the area of the Twin Cities doesn't mean that you have enough damage worth filing a claim. It's a vicious cycle that's going to continue to have our premiums and uh, and deductibles and our policies get slimmer and slimmer. And may, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's sometimes I get a lot of clients that will call me and, and they'll say, Ryan, you know, I was talking to my, my neighbor, not really neighbor, someone who lives in a different city. And they said they just got a brand new roof because of a hail storm. They don't even know that they have damage. They just want to see if they can get a new roof. And just, just things like that will, will, will uh, um, increase premiums. It, it will like, you have to go out there and tell them that, you know, and, and that it's a disappointment because their neighbor got a roof, but they didn't get a roof. 
So it does count as a claim. It does count as a claim, and, and, and if and you don't want to get, you, you want to stay within three claims within three years. Otherwise, when something serious happens, that fourth claim could put you up for um, a non-renewal. It's like three strikes. It's like three. get out of jail free, but you know you don't use, you can't use too many of those cards, or you'll end up in jail. Correct, correct. <laughs> and and that's that's what's happening right now. And that's and if people are one out there wondering why homeowners insurance um, has rates have increased so much in the last ten years. It's because of that. It's because of storm chasers. It's because of people just wanting to make claims just to get new roofs or just to you know fix their siding or, or for just for anything. And and when it comes down to home and homeowners insurance, when you think about it, it should just be for catastrophes. If if your roof is completely demolished, then yes, put on a new roof. If your if your siding has holes and looks like Swiss cheese, let's get you let's get you new siding. But don't just make little little tiny claims, and that's why you're seeing changes in deductibles. You're seeing a lot of percentage deductibles, like a one percent or two percent. State Farm will do that with wind and hail, especially. Mm-hmm. And then people get really mad about that because their deductible is, you know, it's five thousand, six thousand dollars, as opposed to the 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 one thousand dollars that it used to always be. Well, there's a lot of things that trip up our homeowners, but there's also a lot of things that trip up our agents around town. And, and when we come back from the halftime break, I want to talk about that because there is a flip side to this. When a big storm hits, not only do we get an influx of storm chasers, contractors that want to aggressively uh, let people know they should file a claim, but we also get an influx of adjusters that come to town. And believe it or not, they don't always work for your insurance company. A lot of time they are overflow adjusters. They're independent, but your insurance company hires them because they don't have the man man or woman power, however you want to put it. Let's let's remain politically correct here on News Talk. It's called it's called cat it's cat, cat or cat. Um, adjusters for yeah. when they come out of state, and I and I and I know that you feel pretty passionate about about this this yeah. topic too. Hey, <laughs> a lot of great people out there, but there's a lot of people that don't exactly uh, help help the cause for uh, help or hurt either side of the cause. I should say. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk more about that and take your calls right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Welcome back. This is the Twin Cities News Talk Station, News Talk AM 1130, and I am Charles Thayer, and this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour, Saturday from noon to one, right here. Follow us on Facebook. Go to All Around on Facebook, and you'll find our little logo. You'll be able to tell who we are. Also, you can go to allaround.com, click on the Trusted Affiliates tab, and that's where you'll see a list of all of the great people in the companies that we work with and a lot of the guests that come on this show, you'll be able to connect with them. I'm hanging out in studio here with my friend from grade school. We used to ride BMX bikes together. We used to have a circuit. Remember the circuit? Don't tell people about the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> we would pretend to be uh, motocross superstars at the time. And uh, I think Jeremy McGrath was the leader at the time. That was our buddy. Again, rest in peace to our good friend uh, Ricky Dell, no longer with us, his family out in California. They're definitely not listening to the show, but, um, you know, God bless them and, and all, uh, all of them out there. But uh, I think you were uh, Mike LaRocco. Mike LaRocco, right? I was uh, Ezra Lusk. 
And I had no idea who he was until that I was named that guy. <laughs> but we all had little, you know, uh, number plates on, on the front of our BMX bikes, and we'd make a track, and we'd have races. And I'm pretty sure I was always last, um, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But I did really cool tricks, though. Absolutely. I mean, we had a tabletop. I thought you did a few cross-ups here and there, maybe took your hand off the handlebar, maybe did a... Yeah, I think I did the uh, foot pedal spin. Oh, okay. I would spin the foot pedal in the air. Perfect. Just just one little rotation and then put my foot back on. Uh, one time I did one that was so awesome that I cased it so hard. <laughs> Went right over the handlebars and uh, ended up with a concussion. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that, but, you know, just real quick here, I'm, I'm thinking since I'm an insurance agent now, all grown up, I'm just thinking about the Dells and how they would allow... 13 kids to ride around their BMX bikes and go off huge jumps in their yard. And now I'm thinking, what a liability. Yeah, that's, you know, but I feel like that was a more innocent time where people weren't looking to make claims the The, way that the 90s. It's kind of the last generation you could get away with it. Yeah, it seemed like it really was. We were kind of the last generation, too, to go out. I mean, in the summer, we'd get up at 8 o'clock, ride bike till noon. The noon whistle would blow. Lived in a small town, of course. Oh, yeah. And then you'd come home and eat lunch, and then you'd go out and ride bike all until the 6 o'clock whistle came, come home and eat dinner. It was one of the best times of our lives. I used to know my friends by their bikes. You know how you know your friends by their cars when you come to their house? Oh, John's here. Justin's here. I'd see Justin's Haro, and I'd see... Uh, Ricky's mongoose. And oh, I mean, you I, guys I had the fancy ones. Oh, I had yeah, a huffy yeah. pearl thunder. <laughs> we were on a circuit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was some huffy going on. I think our friend uh, Nate Karanimi. Ween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was his nickname. I think he had the uh, the huffy uh, something. Well, something he he, right he he was like he was one of many one kids. of twelve. Yeah. Right. They, I think they were a fin fin uh, family. Yeah. Uh, the Finnish. Uh, I'm totally saying that wrong. Whatever. They had a lot of uh, brothers and sisters and. I just always remember them coming around the corner one at a time from tallest to shortest. <laughs> they all had the same haircut. And they'd hop in that big yeah. conversion van. and <laughs> It was not at all culty. Trust me. There was nothing culty <laughs> about that whole setup. Uh, but no, you know, God bless the good old days in the Generation Xers. Uh, before the break, we're talking uh, insurance restoration, insurance claims, and kind of the industry as a whole and how things have changed so much. One thing I wanted to bring up is when a storm hits. So, like last year in the northern metro, we had a storm uh, that it was it was like a once in a decade, maybe even once in fifteen years, you have a storm like this that affects so many households. I think they said about one hundred and fifty thousand claims were made. Just just a rough estimate, and. So what you get is you get, of course, the out-of-state uh, storm chasers and the in-state storm chasers. Uh, if I were, if you're going to pick one that knocks on your door, go with somebody that's at least local. I mean, you you might have a better chance of of getting some of your money back if if you get hosed. Uh, if you go with somebody local, but so not only do you have them, but you have the out-of-state adjusters, and these are overflow adjusters. And I'm not about to paint them all with a thick brush and say that they are all bad. What I will say about them is that they do create an inconsistent experience for the homeowners. And what I mean by inconsistent is what might be done for your neighbor is not necessarily done for you. Now, that may be because you just don't have the damage, but it may just be because a difference in opinions or a difference in styles or the plain fact that these catastrophe adjusters are incentivized 
to buy damage. I'm going to repeat that. These catastrophe adjusters, they're independent. They're independently owned businesses. They are hired on contract by your insurance company, and they are paid more the more damage they buy for you. And they can't wait for a a cat storm to happen and and just take full advantage of it. Yeah. So, well, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, that's that's the opposite of what I thought, right, Ryan? I mean, doesn't doesn't insurance want to be profitable? Yeah. So why would they use this? Why why wouldn't they come up with it? Why wouldn't they just add or hire more adjusters? Or or deny, 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 right? Yeah. That's what people might think is like, oh, my insurance company is going to come out here, and I know what they want. They just want to deny me uh, damage. They want to deny. No, that's really not the case. The insurance companies, um, although they are in business for profit, Mm. if the claim is legitimate, they do want to pay out. And because in turn you're saying, hey, my, my insurance company took good care of me. My agent took good, great care of me. And you're, you're telling that experience to your neighbor, you know, and that good news flies fast. And then, and then they hopefully, the they, yes, they're getting more, bit more business. But instead, yeah. you have these people that are out there writing up scopes as fast as they can to get paid more. And so it creates a very inconsistent experience. What one person might say is damage, the next one saying isn't. What one person is being honest about, the next person isn't being honest about. There is a truth here. Somewhere in the middle, there is a truth. And it's just it's just plain and simple, is there damage or isn't there damage? I mean, plain and simple. Do, do you know how many, how many hail, hits, hail hits per square foot farmers... Um, requires for, per, for a replacement so um most of them i'm just going to say what the average is most of them the average is eight hits in a 10 foot by 10 foot area it doesn't have to be a perfect square it just has to be 100 square feet mm-hmm. eight hail hits per and, and what happens if only 25 percent, like just the west side of the house is, is damaged and, and the rest of the shingles are are um are just fine so you're going to get a partial replacement you're going to get part of your roof replaced unless you have lead coverage Unless, well, if your if your shingles are discontinued and not made, and you have full replacement cost coverage, um, you know, a lot of times you'll get a full roof. Hmm. Sounds good. I was just I don't know about farm. I'm not speaking on behalf of farmers now. I'm just speaking on behalf of my experience. Sure, absolutely. And no, I mean, limited matching coverage will is will make sure that that no matter what happens, if you have ten percent, five percent, fifty percent damage uh, damage roof, you're going to make sure that the full roof will get replaced if you have that endorsement. So make sure that you talk to your agent about that type of coverage. It's going to be an endorsement on there, um, so you don't end up like the some a lot of people in the Coon Rapids area, the Brooklyn Park area, where the hail storm came literally from the west sideways. And 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 only partial partial uh, part of their house was was damaged. So. Yeah, it it happens far too often. That's that's also why it's important. Where if you have a good relationship with your homeowner's insurance agent, and then they they recommend a trusted local contractor come out and inspect the home for damage. Okay, if if that contractor is doing what they're supposed to do and being honest, a lot of times they can back you off from making a claim because that claim result may not be favorable to you. So. If you end up with half of a roof, a few pieces of siding, you have a large deductible, and you don't have full replacement cost coverage, right? Those four things equal you're going to be sitting there with a small check, and your insurance company and your mortgage company is expecting you to pay for the rest of the damage out of your pocket. That's not a favorable experience. Here you are thinking you're going to make a claim, and you're going to have some nice new material. Your house is going to be better off than it was before the storm uh, with very little out of your pocket. 
No, wrong. Uh, wrong. A lot of money out of your pocket and possibly only sections of your house or sections of your material replaced instead of all of it. Um, it just I'm, I'm going to just go back to this, Ryan, and, and this is where this is where I'm giving you um, your your honorable plug here. It's get with your homeowner's insurance agent. Find out what you have for coverage. Find out what you don't have for coverage. Make sure it makes sense. Know what your deductibles are and then Continue that annually. Ryan, what's the best way for people to plug in with you to get, uh, and, and set up a consultation? How do they get involved? Yeah, you just uh, you can contact me at 952-595-5884. That's 952-595-5884. Um, I'm located right here in the West End, St. Louis Park here, um, right off of 394 in Louisiana, Farmers Insurance. So a guy I've known my almost my entire life somebody i trust somebody that does work with all around um i i do i do encourage you folks to reach out if you don't if you if you're with a 1-800 insurance company or you're with an e-commerce insurance company and you really don't have a relationship yeah you may have saved a few bucks but trust me because i've seen it on the flip side you (laughs) saving that few bucks is nothing compared to the money that you end up spending when you really do have a problem insurance is one of those things that it, it's a necessary evil. You really don't like it. You really don't want to have to have it. But when you need it, boy, it's important that it's there. And, and, and go ahead, Ryan. And the more knowledge you have about your coverage, uh, it, the better you, the happier you are. And then when people nickel and dime, maybe their insurance is maybe a hundred dollars more than someone else's, or two hundred dollars more. At the end of the day, when you know exactly what to expect when a claim happens, you're going to stick with that insurance company, and you're going to trust that agent, and you're going to stay with them for for as long as as you own a home. And I didn't get a chance to mention it, so I'll just leave it with one final statement. We'll go to the break. Is there's far too many agents out there, and I'm sorry, agents, if this is you, uh, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it, okay, that are too disconnected from what the coverages are for their customers and also with the claims process themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. Agents aren't, aren't designed to... I know on the TV it says, you know, boom, like a good neighbor, that agent is there, right? Or or boom, you know, you, you snap your fingers and they're there and they're handling the claim. That's that's not what really happens in the real world. But to a certain extent, your agent should want to have interest in what does end up happening. If you are having one of these unfavorable claim experiences where you really feel like that cat adjuster or that adjuster didn't cover you the right way, that's where having a relationship with your agent can help because they can vouch for you. Your contractor can't vouch for you nope. when it comes to coverage. Nope. That's illegal. Nope. If they say they can represent you and fight for your rights, that's illegal. You need to be licensed. That's exactly right. You're, that's where your agent comes in. Folks, we're up against a break. Ryan, you're going to join us for the rest of the show, right? Yeah. Awesome. When we come back, we have Dan Frank with the Minnesota Real Estate Team talking to us about the real estate industry, the market today, and some other new stuff we haven't talked about before. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back right after. Hey, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. This is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Let's not waste any time. I'm hanging out here with Ryan Anderson with Farmers Insurance. And we're going to go ahead and bring on our friend Dan with the Minnesota Real Estate Team. How you, Dan Frank? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan Frank is the name. Happy, uh, uh, happy Saturday. Yes, Dan. 
we've met Dan, and I and I know we've met several times. It's just yeah. that there's a few Dans on the Minnesota real estate team, and I was just hoping to God that I didn't get it wrong. That's all. Yeah, there's too many. There's too many Dans. There's too many Dans. <laughs> uh, well, you're uh, you're I, special I, 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 though. Oh, thank you, thank you. Hey, I was listening earlier to the show. Are you guys YZ uh, High School alumni? Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah, loud and proud. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tro- yeah Trojans. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, Armstrong alumni, so. Oh, okay. Just on the road for you guys. Sweet. Yep. So, so Dan, talk to us, buddy. What's what's new in the market? What's happening? What what do our homeowners need to know? Oh uh, well, it's an interesting market. You know, now that we're past the Super Bowl, you know, that's historically the kickoff of the spring market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things are starting to heat up. You know, the water's not boiling just yet, but uh, the heat's on high. Um, and, and the biggest factor this year that might pose a challenge to uh, buyers and sellers out there is just the inventory. Inventory is at the lowest level it's been in like over a decade. Wow. You know, we have, yeah, we have, you know, like 7,000 homes on the market, um, which uh, it's just, you know, and, you know, under $250,000, for example, inventory is down 35%. Wow. Wow. So great time to sell for everybody out there looking to you know to move and sell. Um, if you're buying a home though, um, you know just be a little bit more cautious and make sure you have your ducks in a row. So let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Dan. If somebody just happened to be in a situation where they eventually are going to be selling, you know maybe they're thinking three years down the road, should they maybe reconsider and and step that up a little bit and say you know it might even be good to sell now and rent for a while until yeah. I mean is yeah. that what's going on? Yeah, well, I think it's a, a lot of people are doing that, you know, because you know, a lot, especially you know, some you know, the baby boomer generation, people that are looking to downsize from the suburbs, you know, looking for the one level main level master, which doesn't really exist right now. Um, People, yeah, are taking it. We're encouraging people to take advantage of the market today. We know what the market is today. Um, it's a great time to sell. So, yeah, we're finding people selling, you know, in this market and then just renting, kind of hanging out for a while until they find, you know, that next property. So, so, um, so, so Dan, uh, my district manager last year, he uh, put his house on the market and uh, he was looking at a house out in Shakopee, like a $700,000 house, but he couldn't get approved for the loan on the new home until he sold his yeah. his home and then he uh, was and then he um, couldn't get into like he couldn't find a home because the market was so so tight and he was uh, in a hotel for for five months and then all his oh, stuff no. was in a pod for you know those pods all his oh. all his contents and everything so for five months he was in a hotel do you do you see that ever happen yeah, we do. We do see that, and um, it kind of goes back. Like, a lot of people, I think, they, you know, they, they call us up, hey, Dan, I want to move, um, set me up on a home search, um, without really taking a step back and looking at, like, their financial situation and, and their goals. A lot of people don't know how to kind of make the transition between selling and buying. You know, do we have to first sell before we buy, or can we first buy and then sell, which is more advantageous in this market? Um I just had a buyer yesterday. We had multiple offers, and we submitted an offer, but it was contingent upon the buy- my buyer selling their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it essentially weakens the offer, and they did not get their offer accepted because of that. But uh, So, 
But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, guys. So for a move-up family, though, probably a pretty awesome market. So if, if you're selling in the 300 minus, or even I would say I would even venture to say 350 minus, and then and you're moving up into the 450, 550 plus, that's got to be an advantageous, advantageous time right now. It's got to be. Absolutely. Absolutely is. And, uh, you know, actually the market... Um, Especially if you're buying like an existing home, like over 450, mm-hmm. um, that's competing with new construction. A lot of times, those homes are sitting on the market longer. So, mm. you know, especially on 450, 500 plus, we're finding certain areas are actually more of a buyer's market than a seller's market. So, so Dan, yeah, that's perfect, Charles. That's like the perfect storm. So, I'll throw one more scenario at you. I had a a, a lovely lady uh, contact me. This last week, she's a listener of both the Minnesota Real Estate Show, which is uh, yeah, kind of our partner show, we like to think. It's definitely how we got started. Uh, Ryan O'Neill such a mentor of mine, but um, on at 10 a.m. on this station here. Uh, but she contacted me. She's a listener of both shows. She, she follows any uh, direction or instructions that we give. She trusts us a lot, which is such an honor. And she is needing to eventually sell in the next two, three years. Uh, it, you know, once her mother passes, she needs to stay close to where her mother's at in a, in a home right now. But she knows she's up against needing some new windows and needing some plumbing repairs and needing... She knows this stuff is coming up. And, well, what I had mentioned to her, but you can tell me, I, I'm really looking for your insight because I hope I gave her the right advice. As I said, you know, I think just... I think because there's a potential sell in the horizon whether it's one year or four years right your first person to contact is probably going to be your agent your trusted real estate agent to talk about what improvements make sense because right now in this market it may not make sense to go ahead and redo all the windows if they still have any life left in them it may not make sense to do improvements of course you got to do repairs the home has to be functioning it has to be safe and it's got to be ready to move in and live in. Uh, but when you're talking improvements, maybe not the right idea to contact the contractor and say, do you think I need new windows? Do you think I need this? What kind should I buy? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree completely. You know, um, you uh, you want to first sit down with your agent. You know, I think, I think sitting down with a contractor is important because you do want to make some of those repairs prior to selling. But... It really depends not only on, like, when you're selling, you know, two, three years on the road, but the time of year, I think, that you're selling. Because sometimes people reach out and say, hey, I want to, you know, throw new landscaping in and, and this and that, but they want to sell their home in the winter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, well, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not that you want to leave somebody with your previous problems, but I'm talking about, you know, making significant right. upgrades, make it, spending significant money that you may just, yeah. you may never see it again. Right, and we can also sit down and we can look at, you know, what your potential return is on that investment um, if you're going to be selling the home, you know, short term. So um, that was great advice. Yeah, I would agree with you, Charles. Well, chalk that one up on the board, huh? There's one. (laughs) Charles got good advice, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for once, right, when the Polish powerhouse isn't around. I'll tell you what, Dan, uh, before before we uh, uh, say bye to the listeners, we're up against the end of the hour. I wanted to throw out there, you have a new uh, kind of inspirational podcast that you're doing, uh, something that's helping a lot, of, a lot of people out there. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, thanks, Charles. Yeah, we, we launched a new podcast. It's called The Power of Why, 
Um, it's on iTunes. And, you know, I, my cousin and I did this. I think a lot of times we just felt like people go through life with, like, blinders on. Like, we're always focusing on the how. How do I get to the next level? How do I make X amount of money? Um, without stepping back and asking, like, why? Like, why do we do these, uh, have all these, like, subconscious habits that serve us no good? Um, so we decided just to sit down and talk about it and, you know, um, kind of get back to the why that we always used to ask growing up as kids. You know, that's how we tend to learn about the world. Oh, and b- uh, boy, do kids ask why. Where can we're, we're almost done out of time here, Dan. Where can people find that podcast? Yeah, it's uh, Power of Why Podcast. Powerofwhypodcast.com. And, of course, if you need real estate help, Minnesota real estate team, mnrealestateteam.com, or go to allaround.com. And, Dan, how can people plug in with you particularly so they can have you help them with their sell or buy? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Feel free. I'm a direct number, 612-730-9118. You can call or text anytime. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you, listeners. Twin Cities News Talk, as always, we really appreciate all the support. Ryan, final thoughts? That was a great segment. I've never talked so much on the radio in my life. And uh, thanks for having me on today, Charles. Have a great weekend and God bless. We get it done and we do it right.